Welcome to The Collector's Show, where you'll learn insider secrets about collecting everything, best places to buy, how to judge authenticity, and what are the collectibles of the next generation. Here's your host, Harold Nickel. I've just about decided that this cold I've had for going on two weeks is just part of me now. And um, pretty soon, I won't have a cold. The cold will just have me. Harold Nickel, host of The Collector's Show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for once again having to listen to me sound so terrible. It's not for a lack of trying that I haven't gotten rid of this terrible cold, but I think this is because of the the way the calendar has worked. Within, I guess, 10, 12 days, I've had to record three different shows, and I've had a cold for every single one of them, so I am sorry. Someday... It'll go away. But in the meantime, I'll just struggle along. Daniel Pickett of Action Figure Insider is our guest this week. You may remember that last week we talked about a news item where the toys or the action figures, I guess I should call them, from the Breaking Bad action figure series were taken out of the Toys R Us stores. Well, it's quite a little stink that has developed, not just overtaking those figures out of the Toys R Us store, but how that all came to be. And Daniel Pickett will be along in the interview segment to explain to us why this is maybe not the greatest injustice in the history of mankind, but really something that ought to get your attention, even if you don't collect action figures. Of course, as always, we have news, news from the world of collecting. These are like action figures in a way, but in another more important way, they're not at all like action figures. They're called Toys for Life, and it's one of the fastest-growing genres of collectible that is accompanying video games. It's a series that takes an actual three-dimensional figure and it integrates it into into a game and it has content that accompanies it so there's two parts of it there's this physical figure that you plug into the base or a portal of your gaming platform and then there's a chip that accompanies it it says it's an RFID chip I'm not so sure um, but anyway the chip stores data related to that character and his progression in the game, and you update his stats and so forth. It's activating that figure that makes it a part of the game. You do that by placing it on a portal where the game sends and receives data to the chip that comes with the figure. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but if you took a thumb drive for a computer and made it into a three-dimensional character of one of your favorite video games and you were able to plug that in, I think that's what this would be. Here's why. Mascot type characters are and have always been pretty popular. So what manufacturers are doing is taking those franchises, those mascots, turning them into these figures and only making them available in stores because there's so much now that people, including me, just want to download 
to their gaming platforms, they needed a reason or needed to give people a reason to go to the store and buy something, and now they've got one. So this company called Toys for Bob are the ones who've really been spearheading this. Um, it's a new genre of game, and um, I'd like to reach out to these guys and maybe see about getting them on. And like I say, and I apologize, probably just my my cold-addled brain did a lousy job of explaining that, but you can uh, read the story at the Collector's Show website. All right, with Halloween just over, time to start thinking about Thanksgiving. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch had a list of what they say are the top ten most collectible things for the Thanksgiving holiday. Not surprisingly, China is on the list, and a particular kind, Staffordshire. It's that blue and white ceramic or the full color versions. They say that those platters are very, very collectible and go back as far as the 19th century. Anything from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There's all kinds of memorabilia associated with the parade. I'm betting that a lot of it was never intended to be kept, and if you have items that were part of the parade, you've got a collectible, my friend. Stife, not just about bears, they had a turkey back in the 1950s, and his name was Tucky, T-U-C-K-Y, and that, not just in the Stife community, but for collectors of all stripes, is much sought after. This next one I had never heard of, a Pilgrim Barbie doll. I don't know why I'm surprised by that, because Barbie comes in all kinds of other iterations. I don't know why her being a pilgrim would be a surprise, but that outfit on Barbie, very collectible. Authentic, antique Native American baskets. Um, the real antiques are quite expensive. You can probably pick them up more reasonably um, now, just to have. But if you're a collector, you're, wanna, you're going to want to look for the Haida tribe, H-A-I-D. Those are the really good antique Native American baskets. Not surprisingly, Thanksgiving salt and pepper shakers. Everybody likes those, and everybody, I think, has a set. Spode or Gerbil were the really good ones. I would recommend either of those. A lot of people have Spode Christmas china, so um, it's not too much of a stretch to think you could add a Spode Thanksgiving salt and pepper shaker. Presidential turkey pardon memorabilia. You know how um, every Thanksgiving the president pardons um, a turkey at the White House right before they kill him and cook him and eat him? Well, TV news footage and newspaper reports from the White House regarding the annual pardoning of a Thanksgiving turkey are collectible favorites. Tollware holiday trays. These are metal trays with images of turkeys, teepees and all the trimmings and they're popular and they're also kind of expensive they can go from 25 to 75 dollars depending on the size and condition table talk pumpkin pie tins white table talk pie tins hold strange and strong interests all year 
particularly in New England, other people around the world are interested in collecting them, but usually around Thanksgiving. These pie plates date back to the early part of the 20th century, and they're not horrendously expensive. So look for those. Probably the most famous or among the most famous Norman Rockwell paintings, Freedom from Want or Thanksgiving Day, is uh, a painting he did during the Second World War. And the poster alone can go for for 200 bucks. So if you're all ready to take down your, your jack-o'-lantern, it's too early to start decorating for Christmas, you can add to your Thanksgiving collection with those 10 different items. Okay, that's it for the news from the world of collecting. Coming up next, our interview with Daniel Pickett, which was an interview that resulted from last week's news. I guess you never know what we're going to stumble across here on The Collector Show on Web Talk Radio. Thanks for listening, and I'm going to go and get some NyQuil. We may remember that last week during the news segment, I mentioned our friend Daniel Pickett of Action Figure Insider and the controversy surrounding the new Breaking Bad action figures and the decision by the folks at Toys R Us to pull those from their shelves. And we're fortunate to be joined by, I don't know, Daniel, maybe you're our resident expert on action figure collecting, um, Daniel Pickett. So thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Well, let's just get right to it. Um, the Breaking Bad action figures were offered for sale, and and then what? Well, uh, so backing up just slightly, because there's been some uh, false reporting in the mainstream media of how this sort of all unraveled. So no, you're kidding. The, the Breaking, yeah, I know. Surprising. <laughs> So the Breaking Bad figures have actually been available at Toys R Us for about eight months. They have been on shelves. Uh, we didn't have a Jesse Pinkman figure yet, but we had uh, Walter White and we had uh, Heisenberg that were available both on shelves and at ToysRUs.com. Mezco has also been selling them other places uh, online, Big Bad Toy Store, uh, Entertainment Earth. Uh, lots of those places. So there's, there's several different variants of, of all these figures. So the woman the, we call the Florida mom actually found out about the figures from a friend. So th- this is sort of my first beef with it is that this was not actually born out of any sort of uh, infraction. It's not like Toys R Us sold this figure to her eight-year-old kid. She literally heard about the figures from a friend and decided that they should not be in Toys R Us, and started her petition. So, and she started hers. Yeah, okay. I was, I, no, I was just going to say that you know, even worse than her, um, not seeing these herself at Toys R Us, she hears about it secondhand. And I guess, and this is going to sound silly, um, and I guess maybe it's intended to, but her eight-year-old didn't 
you know, go play with his or Walter White figure and then decide I'm going to start selling meth. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is her argument, though, that kids emulate their action figures. Uh, which, as we know, that's anytime you play with the Spider-Man figure, you try and climb a wall. Anytime you play with the G.I. Joe figure, you join the military. Right. I mean, it's rampant with kids. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, they told our parents the same kind of stuff back in the 60s when, when I was growing up. Um, and it even goes further back than that with the comic book banning back in the 50s. So at sure. least this uh, this woman is in, well, I don't want to say good company, but... This field's been plowed before, but anyway, go, go ahead. Three weeks uh, of trying to get some sort of local news coverage to get any sort of traction. I guess once you know the Ebola news died down, her local Fox affiliate could squeeze in this you know public interest story of this outraged mom. So last Friday, she was able to get on the, the local news that started kind of making the round that, they, that, that Fox site put it on their, uh, their website. And I heard about it that Friday too. And I have been down this road before because two years ago, maybe three years ago, Toys R Us did the same thing when an outraged mom saw the Dexter action figures that Biff and Powell makes right. and decided those shouldn't be in Toys R Us either and got those pulled almost immediately. So when I saw she was, you know, starting this petition, uh, sort of my collector gut kicked in because the importance, I, I know it's silly to say that Breaking Bad figures are important or it's important to be able to buy them at Toys R Us, but in terms of the collector, there is an importance to that because, you know, we saw there used to be a lot of different venues to buy these sort of fringe figures, these lower-run figures from these smaller companies. We used to be able to get them at Suncoast uh, Video and Tower Records and KV Toys, but all of those have gone bust. Yep. So there was a real sort of uh, hole, uh, a vacancy left by those, those stores that a couple of years ago when the, the old CEO of Target took over as the CEO of Toys R Us, he decided that they were going to start a section in the store that would be for adult collectors. And they would go out and pursue and get these kind of smaller license and these more sort of interesting toys that would also bring in the adult collector to Toys R Us. And that's the first time one of these big box retailers really recognized the collector market and decided to do something about it. So, well, And that was kind of the, you know, that was kind of the thing I was going to ask you is I was going to, ask, well, okay, so what? Um, Toys R Us doesn't want to sell them to you. Go someplace else. But what I'm hearing you say is that the go someplace else went away, and there's not a lot of places for adult collectors or anybody else, for that matter, to just get in the car and go and go buy them. Yeah, sort of. I mean, there's, there's certainly still uh, traction, like with online retailers, but with Toys R Us having this collector section and what they are, the, the licenses, the properties, and the companies that they're buying into, like Mezco is the company that makes the Breaking Bad figures. So having one of the big three big box retailers, and in this case Toys R Us, saying, yes, we will carry the Breaking Bad figures, 
that is the green light to actually get that line made. If it's just online retailers, usually they can't hit that minimum quantity to justify starting the production on that. Right. So if Toys R Us says, yeah, we'll do that, then you can at least start the production on, you know, Walter White, and then you can repaint it and, you know, change a few things and make it Heisenberg. You can change the color of her shirt. You can change his accessories, and then you can sell that other places. But Toys R Us is sort of the linchpin of getting some of those smaller things made. And, you know, the 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 sort of strange thing that she's latched on to that, you know, this is Breaking Bad and he has, you know, he comes with mass accessories and it glorifies the drug trade. And it's like, if anyone has seen an episode of Breaking Bad, you know, it does not glorify any of that. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's the story of, of a sort of uh, trapped guy that had to make a bad decision and the repercussions of that ruined his life. So, yeah, it's, it's not really glorifying into that. Yeah, it's it's um the story of Walter White, I mean, is it's it's a very sad story and couldn't have less to do with glorifying meth as it is um an average family man with a big big medical bill that he can't pay. And right. so, and I don't think I'm going to spoil it for anybody when I say that he goes into the methamphetamine business with one of his former chemistry students but as far as it being glorified far from it but i guess so the, the point i was going to make is that it's not just that easy to just go across the street from toys r us and and pick these up and if That's i could right. and if i could find somebody from toys r us who would come on with me the thing or this uh, individual in Florida, the thing I'd say is, okay, you don't think that this is appropriate for your children. Great. When they say that they want it, why not just say no? Right. I so, mean, yeah, that's the, there's a couple of things with that, like you say. So it's one, if your kid knows what Breaking Bad is, you know, maybe that's another issue. Uh, that, that seems more like a parenting issue. Exactly. Uh, two, Maybe if they do, if they've heard about it or something, then that, I would say, becomes more of a teaching moment as opposed to just, you know, out of sight, out of mind, let's eradicate it. And, and you know, I, I certainly get the aspect of wanting to protect your kids. I have kids, but, I mean, I am diligent about checking on what my daughter listens to, watches, reads. I mean, I... She doesn't do anything. She doesn't download a single song that I don't look up and read the lyrics to. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's just being a responsible parent and having these in a section that is for adult collectors. And, and that's the other thing that's been kind of fudged in the, in the mainstream media is like these were hanging right next to Barbies or the woman on the Today Show said, Whoa, I heard a report they were next to Thomas the Tank Engine. Like that's not true. These are in a special section. They are clearly marked on the card saying that they are for 15 and up. And as I understand it, Toys R Us actually dictated, you know, when they, when they were a buyer for this saying, yeah, we'll carry this. They had a hand in saying, okay, if you're going to have any accessory that's, you know, like the drugs or a gun, they can't be visible in the package. You would have to hide that 
behind the sticker. So it's not, uh, again, that, that was the other report is that, it, you know, he's, he comes in a package holding a, a bag of meth, and that's, that's just absolutely false. You would have to buy the figure and open it to even see that accessory. And that's only one of the figures has that hmm. out of the, you know, four or five, whatever they've got now. So, so it's again, a- there's sort of this, the, there's a lot of, uh, false uh, speculation in in all this uproar that that's kind of maddening. Well, so all right, so um, this uh, parent in Florida decides that nothing else will do but that Toys R Us take these out of their stores. What was the genesis of that? Other than you know what we already talked about, she gets it secondhand. I mean, what do you do? Just pick up the phone and say, "I demand you take these out of the store." How does that work? Well, first she started a petition on change.org saying, you know, she wanted to get these removed. And again, that was about a three-week cycle between starting the petition, telling her friends, getting a handful of signatures. And then that Friday, it hit the, the interwebs, the, the Internet, because right. of the Fox News report. And then by Monday, that, that next Monday, that's when the Today Show picked it up and The View picked it up and a lot of the national outlets, and that's when, you know, and I get it, Toys R Us is, you know, a publicly traded company, and that sort of thing scares those companies to death. I've, I've worked for two Fortune 500 companies, and they don't want any controversy whatsoever, but instead of taking a moment and reviewing, they sort of, once they saw they were mentioned on on you know these national news outlets, they were like, let's grab. First, they said they were putting them on sabbatical, mm-hmm. and then uh, they quietly took them down off the site and then started pulling them from the stores. So that what? was on a Monday. On Tuesday, uh, they started picking up my angle of the story too because I had started my my petition on Friday, and we were keeping pretty good pace with her through that weekend. We were about 200 signatures behind. Mm-hmm. Then she got on the national news and she jumped up about 3,000 signatures ahead of us. Uh. Then sometime Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, once Toys R Us said they were on sabbatical, she shut her uh, petition down and declared victory. So her petition closed with a little over 9,200 signatures. So also yeah. on Tuesday... Uh, Brian Cranston, the actor who plays Walter White, you right. know, released kind of a funny tweet about it, saying that he was outraged and was going to burn all his Florida mom action figures. Yeah, so that sort of that. kept it all <laughs> in the news cycle. And then Wednesday, uh, Aaron Paul, the actor who's Jesse Pinkman, started tweeting about it kind of heavily. And that sort of got it all back flowing again. And he mentioned our petition, too. And that just sent it into the stratosphere. So we're about nine days from when I started it, and it's over 60,000 signatures now. So what do you intend to do with your signatures, Daniel? So on this past Friday, I sent a copy of it and a, and a nice letter to the executive staff and PR group at Toys R Us just saying, hey, look, you know, you made this reaction because of a vocal minority. You know, we're here we are. We're at 40,000 at that time. We are the majority, and we want to have the option of buying these things. And it's not that it's just Breaking Bad. It's the idea that we don't want 
one reactionary person to limit what gets made and what gets sold. It's funny. So, uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I'm of the opinion that at least lately, and something I've observed in the workplace and other places is that it seems like whoever complains first, they're right. Whoever right. whoever raises a stink about, and I don't care what it is, um, whether it's action figures or you name it, we decide that they're right and everybody's going to get behind that person before, like you say, hang on, let's just stop and take a deep breath and think for a moment about what it is that we're really doing. Well, we'll get back to the conclusion of my interview with Daniel Pickett of Action Figure Insider here in a minute. But I wanted to talk to you about next week's show. We're going to be talking about Nancy Drew and collecting Nancy Drew books. Books, I guess. There may be more to it than I know, but hopefully we'll get to learn about Nancy Drew. Maybe it's the, all those clocks and, and chess and stuff that things were forever hidden in her books. Maybe that's part of the collection, too. Who knows? You'll have to come listen and find out. And then after that, we'll be talking about collecting board games. And one of the things that's interesting about this program is that in addition to collecting board games, there's still people who invent board games. So in the digital age, I wouldn't have guessed there was anybody spending much time on trying to invent a board game. I wasn't surprised that people collect them, but I was surprised that they're still inventing them. You won't want to miss either one of those programs, so come back to Web Talk Radio to learn about Nancy Drew and board games and make the Collector Show appointment podcasting for you, your family, and your friends. I'm anxious yeah. also to hear, did anyone from Toys R Us get back to you? They have not yet. They have been radio silence since they're saying that they were on sabbatical and then that they had been pulled. So I'm certainly reaching back out to them today now that we're at 60,000. I mean, I personally, I just wanted this thing to hit 10,000 so that we would have beat her and we could <laughs> say, look, we have more people. Right. So it just kept you know, snowballing hitting 20, 25, 30, and now to 60. I mean, I never imagined it would get this this high. So clearly, people are more in favor of choice uh, than they are just, you know, letting this, this small group sort of dictate what we are able to consume and where. Right. And the other argument, you know, that you're hearing a lot is it's a toy store, it's for kids. And Toys R Us, you know, we're all the us in Toys R Us, you know. They carry a range of items from infants all the way up to adults. You know, they have right. M-rated titles in the video game 
market uh, in, in their area. They've got adult bicycles. You know, there there are toys for every single age. So they keep them in the appropriate area and they sell them to the appropriate people. So in my mind, that is no harm, no foul, you know? Well, and that's a good way to, to look at it. I was thinking about um, in the old days when you'd go rent VCR tapes and the, uh, the local VCR tape rental guy would have a, like a room with a curtain and that was where all the adult right. videos were. Well, maybe that's what they need at Toys R Us, but um, I'm, not surprised that you didn't hear from them. I've, uh, and I'm not ready to say, I mean, this is not like super media here on the collector show, but I spent my career in the public relations business for a fortune 500 company. And when I got mm -hmm. a media request, I at least returned a phone call and I can't get them to return a phone call or respond to an email. And there's no press release about this or backgrounder on their website. The difficulty right. from a PR point of view is, and by the way, Toys R Us folks, this is offered free, is that people will make their own conclusions about you and your organization regardless of whether you respond or not. And when you ignore people who have, I'm sorry, not terribly difficult questions about a decision that you made, it does not paint a good picture of your organization. So I'll right. step I'll step off the soapbox there. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I I would at least like to have some sort of dialogue with them, you know, e even if it's just putting the figures back up online, because again the kids won't be able to unless your kid has a credit card uh, or a PayPal account, your kid's not going to be able to buy them. So uh, I I feel like there is a compromise that can be reached. Uh, I just hope there's someone high enough in the organization that, that sees the value of that. So taking this um, to another place, have you thought about publishing a list of places retail that are selling these figures? Uh, yes, actually, I because I've got that question a lot from people that signed the petition. So I did put uh, an update on the mychange.org petition that had a list of some of the places where you can still buy them. And I mentioned a couple earlier, uh, you know, uh, Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, uh, Barnes & Noble. You can still get them in the store. I think they pulled them off their website. Uh, and Amazon.com is, is another great venue. Oh, and uh, MezcoToys.com themselves. They're selling them on their website. Now let's talk about some of the media coverage that, that you've received. Um the story I mentioned on the program last week was uh, an article from The Guardian. Um, yes. And that was really, well, to say it was unflattering um, just doesn't do it justice. It seemed like he was condemning a whole group of people, collectors of action figures, and I know plenty of them myself, coming from really a place of, ignorance what did you think yeah i mean that's that whole thing just seemed like clickbait uh to <laughs> rile people up i mean it really was it, it, it you know it's snark and and that sort of thing are just don't have a place in journalism if if that's what we're going to call that piece of writing uh and and the silliest thing is the sort of whiplash hypocrisy from from the guy that wrote it because in february of this last year 
he wrote this article also on The Guardian detailing how cool he was because both he and David Beckham played with Legos. Get out of here. So if we're going to, yeah, yeah. So if we're going to draw this strange imaginary line of, well, if it's, you know, taller than two inches and looks more realistic and doesn't have the, I don't know, educational value of a Lego, then mm. then you're, you know, some sort of pariah man-child. Uh, I, I just don't feel like that guy even has a leg to stand on, quite frankly. Well, that's true, and it's funny because, um, you know, last week's show was about Lego and how popular that is and the fact that Lego brings generations together, uh-huh. parents, kids, husbands and wives. I mean, we talked about a variety of ways that Lego really builds communities. Now, I'm not aware if action figure collecting does that, but all types of collecting brings people together and really people who ordinarily would have nothing in common other than the Uh fact that they collect action figures. He totally neglected that. Right, yeah. I mean, that that's sort of been the wonderful thing for me with, you know, the birth of the Internet uh, and then being able to start ActionFigureInsider.com. Is, you know, I've met collectors from all over the world, people that I would never have access to and people that have, you know, they have different things, uh, different items that were for sale in different countries, things I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just been so interesting and, and refreshing for me. I, I love that sort of thing. So yeah. and that's that's why I started the site is to be able to talk to more people all over the world about that sort of thing. I guess um, one question that uh, I probably should have asked earlier was about um, the designation of family-friendly by Toys R Us. Are you aware of anything uh, standard or anything that they have in writing that uh, – articulates that that uh policy no and i and i doubt i doubt they would put that that in writing just because that's so subjective i mean in addition to breaking bad you know you can go to toys r us right now and you can get you know walking dead toys right you can get sons of anarchy toys uh i i even saw someone sent me a picture of a, a moxie doll that comes with a little dog that poops gems. Nice. So it, it's like, <laughs> what, what is that line? You know. And where can I get a dog like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, you think about like you know, they've got you know, Freddy Krueger figures there. They've got Darth Vader figures. That guy blew up a planet. For real. You know, it's like so. What is that line, and who gets to decide that? Uh, is is really. I think what the heart of this is about. Yeah, and I don't think it's too much of a leap from there to, to talk about, you know, First Amendment and freedom of expression. And it worries me not so much about, you know, the Breaking Bad action figure, but just in general, like what I was saying before, that one person makes a stink about something that they find offensive, and the rest of us just go along with it like, that's okay. What's right. that, what's wrong with us? Yeah. Did we learn nothing from the wrath of Khan? We know that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. That's exactly And right, right. now we're the many. Well, that's, that's so well said. But it's not just um, action figures. It's 
I get searched at the airport when I go when I want to go somewhere. Um, right. It's um, I have to have five or six different kinds of identification to get my driver's license renewed. Um, yeah. I'm not just. I'm not sure. I think we're asleep, and we're just letting our rights, whether it's to buy an action figure or be secure in our personal papers, a la the Fourth Amendment. We're just letting that stuff drift away, one thing at a time. Yeah. And it's a it's a slippery slope, you know. Well, I've I've preached enough, I think, for for one day. Um, so, Daniel, tell us about uh, other things other than what I'm sure has all of your attention. But what else can we see at Action Figure Insider? Well, uh, just getting ready to put up a feature on a new Aquaman statue. Uh, I, I got interviewed by the uh, the Wall Street Journal. Actually, called me about this whole thing. Get and out of here! The woman was yeah, yeah. So that that was I think Tuesday of last week. So uh, and the woman was sort of asking me what all I collect, and I was like, well, you know, I've I've got an Aquaman collection <laughs> because I do. Uh, and they actually printed uh, that I have a big Aquaman collection, so I thought it should be time to, to show some of that stuff off. And um, uh, you're you're not in your room by yourself playing with Aquaman, though, like um, what the Guardian suggested. At least I hope not. That's right. That's yeah. right. Nor am I buying Aquaman and then trying to hold my breath for an indefinite amount of time <sighs> underwater, like the Florida mom would suggest. Right. Me trying to emulate my action figures. Those, those are both, that's a terrible idea. Although I got to tell you, when I was a little kid, I put a Superman cape on and I tried to fly and, right. um, and I got hurt pretty bad. Yeah. But, and that was a learning experience, wasn't it? Pain is a very good teacher. Yeah. So um, you didn't do that again. I didn't try to fly anymore, but. And all, then one other cool thing that just came out uh, that I think folks would be interested in, uh, Todd McFarlane, who, you know, we know from Image Comics and, and Spawn, mm -hmm. he has just created a new line of construction sets like Lego. Uh, first batch is based on The Walking Dead, and they're very different than anything you've ever seen before, because Todd was very much of the mind that uh, he wanted to put the art back on top of what we know as construction toys. Mm -hmm. So unless you have seen these at a convention or uh, looked them up online, if you look at them in the stores, they don't look like a Lego set. The base of them, you know, the sort of undergirding is that same construction set you think of, but the figures look like realistic two-inch figures, but, you know, they come apart in, I think, six or seven different pieces. So you can swap them out. So he's got three sets in Toys R Us right now. They're Toys R Us exclusives through the end of the year, and then they'll go wider. And then he's also selling blind bag minifigures. And uh, if you want to do the army building for your, your zombies, your walkers, there's a little circle in the upper right-hand corner, and one says H for human, and the other says W for walker. Wow. And they're they're really, really interesting. So they're, they're kind of this two-inch scale, but Man, are they gorgeous. And as you're putting them together, it really, it's somewhere between Lego and, you know, building a model kit as a kid. It's a really interesting idea. I'm curious to see where else he's going to go with it, what are the licenses and stuff. Well, they're, they're exclusive at Toys R Us for now. Right. Well, listen, Daniel Pickett from Action Figure Insider, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this 
this controversy. And as I've said, we don't have a lot of controversy in the world of collecting. So I appreciate your efforts for all of the reasons that we, we talked about. And I know we'll have you back. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Stay tuned. More from The Collector Show right after this. Well, Daniel Pickett's been all over the media lately, and I want to thank him for making time for us here on The Collector Show to talk about this issue. And if you're wondering why you should care, here's why. Here's the takeaway or the thing that should get your attention if you don't collect Breaking Bad action figures or you don't collect action figures of any type, and here it is. Someone who hears something secondhand can fly off the handle and infringe on your ability or right, if you'd like, to buy an action figure or buy anything at all because it offended her sensibilities, one person. Now, that's not the type of democracy the Founding Fathers had in mind. You can do like they made me do when I was in undergraduate school and go read the Federalist Papers and read about the tyranny of the majority and the minority, or you can look at this issue through that prism and say, someone who misunderstood what was being offered decided, I can't have it. That should really bother you. It should also bother you that a company that's publicly traded chooses to only honor one side of the discussion. And I thought it was really interesting that Daniel said all he wanted to do is have a dialogue. All he wants to do is talk about the issue. And they can't be bothered to even return a phone call. That's not just bad public relations. It's bad service to the public. You rely on the trust of the public for your license to operate. You ignore all of us at your own peril. Next week, come back. I think we're going to talk about Nancy Drew, like I said earlier. And go to the Collector Show website to see all of the latest news from the world of collecting. And if you know somebody from Toys R Us, send me their phone number. I'll at least leave them a phone mail. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to Web Talk Radio and making the Collector Show your appointment podcast for the week. See you next time. Bye for now.